Okay, where do you want to start? Uh, wrestling. Okay. <laughs> NXT. This was the go-home show to fucking Deadline. I, 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 I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I still have no fucking idea why this was the go-home show to Deadline. This was so random. Like, everything about this was random. And even, like, halfway through the show, I didn't even know that this was a go-home show to Deadline. It was a couple things on there that I felt were going to, like get set up for a deadline but apparently it wasn't like the North American title yeah it, it just was it just was like everything about this show was just like really fucking random yeah but like yeah this is a go home show to deadline and it started out with the three way and the winner of the three way gets to be in the deadline crossover death of Spirals match. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. It's called a match of something. The Iron Survivor match. Oh, it's gonna say the Iron Lung match. Whatever. <laughs> it's like going into this match, it was like Von Wagner, Chase versus Axiom, and it's like, oh well, we kinda know Von's gonna be their guy. Von's their guy. That's the one they want. He's Passes the airport test. He looks like the guy. Like it's obvious, right? Right. Yeah. It was really obvious until Axiom won. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? What? Like, I was so confused. Like, what? What? Like, honestly, like, I figured, like, 100%. I'm with you. Like, I thought it was gonna be Ron Wagner. Second would have been Chase as a surprise. Never in my dreams would I thought a- Axiom. Yeah, because the bad part was like we wanted Axiom to win. That's yeah. why it was like never like, oh, it's gonna be Axiom. Yeah. We wanted him to win. Cause in and my opinion, the... he fits perfectly in this match. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when he won, it was like, man, he perfectly fits in this match, but like we had no faith that they were gonna put him over. They're like, nah. Nah. Yeah. So then we get the Creed brothers, Julius. Julius is in the back. He's in the trainer's area. And the trainer's like, yo, I'm going to clear you for your knee. And Ivy now is like, his ribs. His ribs. Check his ribs. She And he's like, yo, shut up. And dude checks his ribs like, no, nah, they're in flames. I can't let you wrestle. And the whole thing is Ivy keeps trying to save them from the fucking Indu share. Like, and then Brutus gets mad. Like, dude, why'd you snitch? And it's like, bro, she's trying to save your lives. Y'all will never fucking understand that she's trying to save your lives until you die. Like, it, just, if I was her, I would just let it happen. Like, fuck it. Y'all want to get, like, fucked up? That's on y'all. Exactly. But she keeps pushing them to say, yo, chill, chill, chill. And they're like, nah, fuck you. We're going to fight. It's like, yeah. God damn it, dude. <laughs> Like, they're going to get fucked up. They're going to get yeah. fucked up. Badly, because ain't no way in hell they're going to be 100% for their match the way they're going. Yeah. And then we have gone fishing, gone fishing. <laughs> I, I still to this fucking day have no fucking idea why champion and challenger decided to go fishing right before their big match. And not nobody got thrown off the boat. Everybody, they just caught fish and laughed about it. What? Uh, what? 
It's like that movie. Damn, I forget the name. I think it's called Step Bros. Are we best friends now? Yep. I I am so confused because it's like they they're having a match. They're going to have a match. Which you know at the like, end the- of it, they're not. It's not going to be buddy buddy. Like, like I don't know. If we already said it, or did I say it to you off the podcast? But fucking Apollo going heel after this. One hundred percent, my opinion. I agree with you because this is just so stupid. Yeah. So, Javier, big body Javi, is about to have a match. And before he can get to the match, the local talent is in the ring. And the local talent gets attacked by Indushir. And Javi still comes out. And Javi's like, oh, wait, wait, no, my, my hamstring. I can't do this match. I, I got to go back. Javi is a bitch. 100%. Did they chase after him? Like, no, no, they no. They didn't chase after him because the Creed brothers came out and they basically said, yo, we want to fuck him up. <laughs> so then we get a chase you thing and Thea Hell wants to go wrestle and Duke is like, nah, chill. And Chase is like, shut the fuck up. She's going to go wrestle if she wants to. I don't care what you said. I'm in charge. And it's like, all right, we're, we're starting to see a little bit more of Chase being a heel. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the bad guy. And everybody's like, no, it's going to be Duke. It's going to be Chase. It's 100% going to be Chase. It's quote unquote the twist, even though to us it's obvious. Yeah. You know, it's like super obvious to us, but to everybody else is like, no, nah, it's going to be Duke. Watch. The thing about it, like, she was she was facing um Isla Don or Isla Don as we said in one podcast. Yes. <laughs> and like Duke was like, no, 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 you you don't want to fuck with her. You don't want to fuck with her. And fucking Chase was like, fuck it, better. <laughs> yeah. So we get solo Rukia and I forgot the other girl's name. They're doing a TikTok. And in the background, we have the BBC, and they're just like fucking with broke money. It's like, oh, they're gonna have a match after that. I'm like, okay, this is a new thing where you do some TikTok thing over the weekend and it becomes a match on Tuesday. All right, whatever. They didn't not understand why that was a thing, but whatever. <laughs> this is the second week they did it, so I'm like, all right, this is just their new thing. Yeah. So then we get the return of the Don. The Don Tony D'Angelo. I thought you were say return on, of the Mac. <laughs> nah. It takes on Zion Quinn. And he beat Zion Quinn very easily. But we thought Zion Quinn was the guy. But Zion Quinn's not the guy. So then Tony says, I'm the guy because I'm going to take out Wesley. And then all of a sudden, Guy Jack is like, yo, I don't care. It's like, why did you show up and say, tell everybody you didn't care? You're coming to take out everybody. He's like, I don't care. So then Wesley is like, yo, Tony, I'll fight you. Like, I don't care either. And it's like, okay, is that the match? Or like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, it was just so convoluted. I didn't know what was happening. Like, is Wesley going against fucking D'Angelo? Is he going against Dijak? Is it a three-way? Is there going to be a fucking number contenders match? What the fuck? <laughs> and then two stacks looked like he wanted to fight Dijak. And it was like, yep, I was confused. Would it turn into like a weird tag team match? <laughs> yeah. So then we get Charlie Dempsey. And Charlie Dempsey sees 
um, the guy, what is this guy's name? Fucking the security guard, Hank Walker. Hank Walker, and he's like, Hank, you shouldn't be here. You should be a security. You can't wrestle. So Hank goes, well, challenge me to a match, and I show you how good I can wrestle, pal. And it's like, okay, that was weird, but okay. <laughs> like, that's all I thought about. I was like, all right, that's the way you just say it? All right, whatever. Their match was okay. Wait, like, we're going to get to it. But then we get a Scripps promo where Scripps is talking still about taking down NXT, but he's just scribbling stuff, and it's like, dude, we saw your costume. Nothing about you is mysterious and weird. Like, just stop scribbling. Like, you're not making this fun. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's so, like I hate the gimmick now. I feel as which, and I told you this out the podcast, they should have given him Axiom's fucking, like, outfit or something similar to that. That looks way yes. better. Like, that the, the script's outfit is trash. <laughs> yes. So, we get Charlie Dempsey fucking up Hank Walker. Mm-hmm. And during a match, it was just very weird. Cause, hey, is that Drew Gulak? It was <laughs> Drew Gulak. Like Drew Gulak came out to scout Charlie Dempsey, and that immediately made me go, "I want them to wrestle, or I want them to become a stable. I don't care. I want more interaction between Drew and Charlie. I need that." What was the stable with Drew and... Catchpoint. Thank you. Thank you. They could be Catchpoint 2.0 or something. I'm I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. I want that. Like, that's my thing. Then we have annoying-ass Grayson Wallace (laughs) talking about his show coming up later. And his show's going to be on later. And he's going to interview all these people. And shut up, McKenzie. You're just here because you're stupid. And it's like... Bro, he's just annoying. And, like, not annoying in a bad way, but, like, not annoying in a good way either. Just annoying in an annoying way. That's a fucking... Uh, uh. Like, I don't like Vic Joseph. Mm-hmm. This, this can make sense. But, mm-hmm. like, I felt that with that segment, Vic Joseph should have got up and slapped him in the fucking face. <laughs> oh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. So, can we get the pretty deadly Christmas Carol? And it's one chair, and I'm literally the first thing I go in my mind. I'm like, it's two of you, and it's one chair. Why do you have one chair? Until they one sat down in the other's lap, and I was like, oh, that's why it's one chair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get the reveal of who their next challenger is, baby. <laughs> It's the New Day. It shocked everybody. And the New Day are going to take on Pretty Deadly at Deadline. I'm kind of excited for that, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, main event, you know, people, because they never had that either. They never had the NXT titles. Nope. So now it's just like, they're going to take the NXT titles, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'll be fine with that. And it was funny because, like, Shawn Michaels actually said something in, like, the press conference that kind of made me go, hmm. Because, first off, one question was, like, do you see, like, more main roster guys coming down and doing stuff? And he's like, yo, 
if they want to come down and do stuff, they can come down and do stuff. It's not a big restriction. It is what it is. Also, like, if the New Day want to stay, they can stay. And it's like, oh, okay. And then later on, somebody asked them, was like, yo, what do you think about guys going up? Who do you see that's ready? And one of them names he just dropped was like, pretty deadly, looks like they're ready. Like, they can go up at any time. And it's like, okay, combined with both things that you said, it made me very skeptical of pretty deadly keeping the titles because now it seems like, okay, you have faith that they could go on a main roster and be dope. And also you have faith that the new day would stay. And it's like, Oh, okay. Now I'm like, now I'm not just like, Oh yeah. Pretty deadly is definitely gonna win. It's like pretty deadly might not win. Yeah, both of those combined are like really fucking fishy and eye-opening. <laughs> yes. So then we get Javier and Mackenzie is like, yo, why you turn into a bitch? Like she literally was like, ain't nothing wrong with you. Why you fake that injury? And then he's holding his ribs. He's like, my ribs hurt. She was like, your leg was hurting. You're just a liar. <laughs> and he's like, no, Mackenzie, because I'm cool. And so she's like, no, you're not. You're full of shit. And then Icky Manjiro comes by and she's like, yo. She's like, is he a loser? And he goes, he's a loser! So now he's gonna have a fight with Jiro and that's fucking hilarious. I'm here for it. Like, they're, yes. they're in the same caliber, so. So we get Isla Dawn versus Thea Hale. And Isla and Thea are going at it. Once again, this is one of the things where, like, I keep saying, Thea Hell needs to get a win. She just keeps dying. She loses and loses over and over. And this was so good because Isla beats her, and she's doing her pose. And all of a sudden, like, the little background flickers. And then smoke comes up, and she's like, she doesn't realize it until, like, minutes later, but like, the fuck there's no smoke in my shit and all of a sudden Alpha Fire just comes up on her like I got you like oh shit it threw me off for a split second too dude cause like I was like I thought it was just part of her shit I was like oh this is just her thing it did like Alpha just showed up was like nah I'm here I was like oh shit <laughs> so, so is it safe to say technically both their gimmicks are similar cause they're both kind of sort of witches kind of a little bit, yes. A little bit, yes. Okay. So, during the attack, Isla tried to miss Alba Fire, but missed. Yes, I said missed twice because she missed, and she sprayed one of the referees. I was like, oh, okay. And now he's blind. Apparently, it, was, it caught me off guard because, like, when they came back from break, they was like. Is Ladon sprayed the ref with mist? I don't know if he'll be able to see it. It's like, what? Like, what? He got released. What the fuck? <laughs> so then it's a Lyra Valkyrie promo, and she's saying she's coming. She'll be there soon. Okay. I'm digging it. Yes. So we get the BBC versus Broke Money. And they're going at it. They're having this match. The match is okay. And then it turns into 
one of those fucking weird ass things where broke money gets distracted because horny dude sees a girl. Hey, the girl is here. She has something. <laughs> He's distracted. They start losing, and it's like, oh, they're gonna lose. BBC gets distracted when Odyssey Jones gets beat up by Von Wagner. Wait, so now they're gonna lose, which they did. And it's like, wait, both teams got distracted and lost. The fuck? <laughs> so it would have been better if it was a double count out or something or double DQ. Yeah. So after the match broke money, they they actually shake BBC's hand and they like, hey, hey guys. You guys cool too. I mean, we won, but you guys are also cool. And it's like, huh? Like, what? <laughs> That's how I felt too. Like, what? Like, what is this? I'm hating like, the somebody, whole. Everybody needs to be friends. Yeah, like somebody needs to turn heel. Like, for <laughs> real. Like, the fuck. So then we get the Iron Survivor numbers or like how you win or whatever. And apparently, the horny dude gets invited. To go somewhere to meet with Keanu James's assistant. I swear to God, she's gonna horny him into signing over the bar. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. I don't know about the legality to that, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna horny him over to signing over the bar. So Keanu James. No, um Fallon Henry, that's what it is. Fallon Henry, Wendy Chu, and uh, Indy Hartwell. Why am I blanking on everybody's name right now? But they have the three-way and it's like, okay, we saw a switch in the first one because we already thought Indy was going to win. We're like, no, it's going to be a switch because they switched in the first one. It has to happen here, right? Right. Like, Wrong. Because Indy gets to Wendy because, no, she didn't <laughs> pin Wendy, but she wins. I love that. So Indy winds up. She after the match, she steps the uh, um Mandy Rose, and like for some reason, I'm like, okay, so we don't need this if you just set up Indy and Mandy Rose. We don't need this match because you just set this match up. Like, there's no reason for it, right? Which basically that tells me Indy's not winning. It's a it's a red herring. I hope it's a red herring because, like, it was too easily set up. It was like, no, this is perfect. Like, this is going to happen. I'm like, well, then there's no point in the Iron Survivor match. Yeah. But the funny part, though, is everybody except for Kiana James has had a match against Mandy in loss. So Kiana might win this shit. (laughs) Or Indy. Indy never had a match against her. Yeah, true. I think she had one, but like... No, no. no she didn't? Okay. Never. So that's a that's a thing. So the ending of the show is basically a talk show segment with all of the five guys from the Iron Survivor thing with fake-ass tweets. And then it breaks down into a brawl and it's like, oh, hi, that's how that's supposed to go. So... Deadline is coming up this Saturday. Let's go down the lineup for Deadline. Yes, sir. NXT Tag Team Championships. Who do you think is going to win? Pretty Deadly or the New Day? With this new information you just gave me on the podcast, New Day. I am kind of torn between the New Day, too. I'm like, 
I think they might win it. Yeah. So then we have the women's Iron Survivor, Zoe Starks, Cora Jade, Indy Hartwell, Roxanne, and Kiana James. Who do you have here? Uh, I'm gonna say like even though you're absolutely correct, Indy like never got that. Indy or Kiana never got a uh, match against you know the champion. I'm gonna have to go with Roxanne because she got screwed out of her match. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Indy though. I'm sticking with Indy. Yeah. So then we have Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. Who do you have there? I'm gonna go with Dawn because she just came in like she's not gonna lose a big match like this as soon as she came in you never know yeah true so then we have the male I am survivor match Mello Grayson Waller Joe Gacy Axiom and Grayson Waller so oh, you said Grayson Waller twice <laughs> I meant to say JD McDonough uh. but yeah so who do you have what do you have um for some odd reason, mm-hmm. I don't know why, like logically I would not think this, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. say I Axiom. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with Axiom because also with new information mm-hmm. that has already been talked about, Extended the Liver, they are already planning to have Mellow versus Braun Breaker. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's in like four months. Yeah. That's all the way at WrestleMania season. So Mello winning right here does not make any sense. If they're saving it for WrestleMania weekend, there's no reason for Mello to win it here. Basically. So I'm going with I'm going with Axiom or Grayson Waller, because I don't think he's ever had a title shot. Grayson Waller, nah, to my knowledge, nah. I yeah, think the only even... title shot he's ever had was the North American title in that ladder match. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's, it's one of them too. Yeah. Is my pick. And then we have the main event, which is Braun Breaker with his best friend, Apollo Cruz. Who do you have winning this? Breaker wins, Apollo beats his ass after the match turns heel and holds the title just like his premonition. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. So, that is the last. NXT pay-per-view of the year and also that is the last NXT pay-per-view in the Performance Center oh yes after that all NXT pay-per-views will now be on the road just like they used to be for takeovers okay will we go back to takeovers not yet not yet because the next big show is Vengeance okay so I don't think it's coming anytime soon. It will happen as far as anytime soon. I don't know. Okay. Like it's very it's very sketchy. It's like I do think that they're gonna do takeovers because like if they already have Pencilman Stand and Deliver and Vengeance as two pay-per-views is outside of the show, it's like okay, they're definitely penciled in, so they're going to be already there. After Stand and deliver. I think they might change it to takeover, and the reason I think that is because the last time, right after stand and deliver, they was like, "No, we're going to take it to 2.0." So I'm thinking like, "All right, well, if they change stuff after the big pay per view, then 
there's a big chance they're going to change to takeovers after this. Hopefully. Yeah. So yeah, that's um that's NXT. That was a show. Yep. So now we're going to go to the nation's capital and we're going to get really oozy. So Raw starts out with the bloodline rolling up and they're rolling up and then all of a sudden Mac Riddle drives by in a scooter and it's like what the fuck is like fuck are you doing and then he's like yeah I'm gonna have a match tonight I'm gonna beat y'all asses ha 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 so it was like alright fuck you and then Elias comes out the bus and says why are y'all making all this noise and then like man you should have stayed on the bus and beat the shit out of Elias like, oh, okay they fucked him up they did so after they fuck him up they go to the ring and he's like it ain't no tag team title match tonight oops and then Riddle comes out like bro I'm gonna have a match tonight for the tag team titles but bro I have somebody with me that you guys are not gonna like (laughs) and they're like who is it who is it and it's KO so it's KO and bro, K bro. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and K bro loses. But man, I wish they didn't lose that bad because after that, the spirit of Umaga was unleashed on Matt Riddle. Boy, was it shit. Solo beat the living shit out of Matt Riddle. He hit the spike. And then he put the chair on Matt Riddle's neck and did butt bump right into the chair. Yeah, like I think they said he they like he like damaged his larynx or something. They always say that. They make that shit up. I know. I'm just here. Here is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that was really ironic about that. Mm-hmm. He did all of that Umaga stuff. And it's like, yay, he did the Umaga stuff. And literally, like, the next day, they're like, yo, Umaga's other son is wrestling. What? what where? Why are they born? Yeah, his other son is wrestling. Uh, okay. Yeah. A new Oost just dropped. J- 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 just to let you know, uh, Solo's not his son. He's Rakishi's son. Yes. <laughs> But it was like, what the fuck? New Oost just dropped? So yeah, it's gonna get really oozy now. Like, how many Oosts can WWE actually have at at this point? I don't know. He joined Reality Wrestling, which is like a straight pipeline of WWE. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing about it. The person who started the retweet about it was Jacob Fatu, who's in MLW right now and is officially a member of the Samoan team. And like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, what, what, like, are you coming to? Because he has Lance Anoi over there too. Yep. So, 
that 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 family's fucking huge. <laughs> it, it's fucking huge, and it's getting it's getting bigger every minute. And it's just like, all right, they're just gonna take over WWE by the end of this thing. I forget his name, but the one part part of that team, Juice something, Juicy something, is he related mm-hmm. to them? No, he's not. He's okay. not. So then we get the poker match. The poker match starts, and it's everybody in the business is. The, you have the OC and everybody, and you got fucking Akira Tozawa, Shelton Benjamin, Dana Brooks, Tamina, Dominic Mysterio, Chad Gable. And you're like, the way you see it set up, you're like, oh, they're going to set up matches tonight. And then Dexter Lumas comes in with a big ass bag and says, yo. Here's all this money. I'm playing next. Fuck you. All right, well, all right. Fuck you then. Basically. <laughs> Mind you, this is Johnny saying that because Dexter can't talk. Yes. So then we get Bailey because she's part of this three-way that's about to happen. And Bailey's out there talking. And then the man of the people comes out. The MILF shows up. And she's out there in the middle of the ring. I mean, out there with the fans, not in the ring. She's out there with the fans while Bailey's in the ring. And they have a stare down and they basically start talking to set up the match that we've all been craving for so long. We have to have Becky versus Bailey. We have to have Becky versus Bailey. So Becky goes to leave and Rhea starts to come out and they literally get face to face. And it's like, Everybody collectively nuts because it's like, this is what we want to see also. And they get face-to-face. And it's funny because, like, they get face-to-face and it's one of these things where it's like something is, like, perfectly shot. They have this face-to-face where they're, like, standing face-to-face and it's perfectly shot and it's like, hold up, this isn't a versus screen, but it looks like this is a versus screen. I was just about to say that, that they could, like, use that as a versus screen. Yes, and it was, like, so perfectly shot, and it's like, this is a versus screen. This yeah. is gonna be a versus screen. And the funny part is, like, they they were on one side, it was, like, Rhea and Becky was on the one side, and it's like, alright, if Becky was a face and Rhea was a heel, and then they switched on the other side, like, in case they changed, like, during the process to get to this, and it's like, Dog, like no matter what happens, they have the perfect shot for it. Like yep. it is so, like it is so sexy. It's like we have to have this match. <laughs> like both matches have to happen: Becky versus Bailey and Becky versus Rhea. They have to happen. Like I, I need this. I need this. Like I don't think it's a matter of if these matches are going to happen. It's a matter of when. Yes. So then we get the three-way. Asuka versus Bria versus Bailey and the winner will fight the winner of a three-way later next week so they're going and this match is this match is good and it just keeps getting better over time and it looks like Bria is about to win Bria fucks herself up and Bailey just comes in and scoops the win and takes out Asuka Bailey is now moving on to next week but after the match, Rhea was like, fuck this, I'm angry, and beat the living shit out of Asuka. So, that was like, 
a thing. You're like, all right, cool. She beat the shit out of her. Like, because Rhea needs to look strong because Rhea's probably going to either win the Rumble or, like, last week when I said, well, I didn't say it last week. It was this week. It was actually this week when Rhea was walking. Like, she walked, like, in the back, she walked by a Women's Money in the Bank briefcase. Mm-hmm. And it was like, pointed really, out on Twitter. Yeah, it was really random. It was like, what the fuck? Why was that there? So it's like, now you have two options for Rhea. Like, either she's going to win Money in the Bank or she's going to win Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, like, yeah, she's, like, something is really, like, something is going to happen with Rhea. But, yeah. As far as Asuka goes, Asuka started tweeting a bunch of stuff, like, I don't need my respect. I just want to fight. And, like, she just kept saying all this stuff, and she started tweeting pictures of Kana. And it's like, hmm. That seems, hmm. Like, is she going back to Kana? Like, what? what's happening here? I think she's keeping the Asuka name. It just, it's going to be like a darker version of her, which we all know is going to be Kana, so. Okay, I'm, like, I'm, like, I have a theory about that, but I'll talk about that later. Okay. But, like, yeah, like, that, like, it's, like, yeah, she's looks like she's going to be doing something. Yeah. So then we had Michael Hayes Jr. come <laughs> down to the ring, and Bob Lashley comes down, because they're having a match next week, and they start fighting, and they just, like, it's like a pull-apart, another pull-apart. And then, like, all of a sudden, Bob goes for a spear. But if you watch this slowly, fucking Seth Rollins grabs Pete Williams, well, Petey Williams, as we know him, and throws him into Bobby Lashley's spear so he doesn't get speared. Smart man. (laughs) Very smart. So then we get Theory, who's actually mad about something that he doesn't even know why he's mad about. But he really wants to be mad because people doubted him and talked shit about him. But y'all mad for nothing because I'm awesome theory. And then Ali shows up and says, hey, I can beat your ass. So Theory says, listen, we're going to have a match for the U.S. title. But if you lose, you never challenge again. Got that? And Ali was like, yeah, I'm fine with that because I'm not going to lose. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm not gonna lie, like, it's very questionable when we get to that. So, we're back at the poker game, and everybody's playing poker, and it winds up with the OC getting mad at fucking Chad Gable and Bar- um, Bartender Cabron. And then we see on the other side, Dominic getting mad at fucking Akira Tazawa. And they start beefing, and they're like, hey, guys, take that outside. So that sets up a match. You called it. Yes. So then we have Ali versus Austin Theory. And this match is going. This match is really good. hmm And it's just so weird because it's like, this match was going, and it was going so good. Like, they had a box spot, and, like, Austin Theory was supposed to like get Frankenstein off the top rope and like it was a fuck up and it was so bad like after the match he even went back and he like profusely apologized to Ali he was like I'm so sorry I fucked up the spot I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and Ali's like Doug like you almost got hurt like it's 
He's like, it's not even a matter about being sorry. He's like, yo, are you okay? And he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I fucked up the spot for you. And he's like, dude, he's like, I'm worried about are you okay? But he's like, but I'm so sorry. Like, and he apologized. Like, they said a theory, like, at least apologized like a million times. He even apologized to like Triple H and the, like, and the guys in the back. He's like, oh man, I'm sorry. I fucked it up. And everybody's like, dude, you fell on your head. Like, we understand that you're fucked up, but like, Dog, like you don't have to keep apologizing. Like it's cool, but, but like that's, this is his push, so he doesn't want to ruin it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So the match ends when Dick Zuggler shows up and super kicks the shit out of Austin Theory, and Ali's like, "Dog, how the fuck? Is, like my match? Like how the fuck, man? This is my bag. <laughs> like if I lose, I don't get a title match." He's like, "I don't give a fuck." So. Dick Zucker gets his ass beat by Austin Theory, and Ali also gets his ass beat by Austin Theory. So it's like nobody came out looking good except for Austin Theory. He won. <laughs> yes. So Miz wants to get in a poker game, and JBL's like, "You're broke," and I'm like, "How the fuck is he broke? Because he gave him seven, gave dude a hundred thousand dollars. How the fuck is he broke?" He's like, "No, you're broke, bitch." And he's like, well, take my watch. He's like, that's a fake watch. Get out of here, Miz. And it's like, bro, how is Miz broke? Miz is a Miz is a fucking multimillionaire. How is yep. he broke? Like, how is he broke by giving somebody a hundred thousand dollars? Like, what the fuck is he living on the streets now? That made no fucking sense to me. Maurice is gonna leave him and shit. Like, watch watch. He's gonna be fucking broke ass Corbin. <laughs> that is so stupid. It's so stupid. When was the last time he had a movie role? Uh, uh, um, 2004? I'm just joking. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It, no, it probably was. That's the funny part. That's fucked up. So we get Bartender Cabron and the Alpha Academy versus the OC. They're having this match and OC winds up winning and it's like... I, I like I like I wasn't really into this match. It wasn't like oh this match makes me want to see it because of gambling and stuff. Yay! Like eh, whatever. Gambling's bad. It is, but this match was like this match was also like not entertaining. But whatever. <laughs> so it led to Nowheresville in this match, and I was like, oh okay, well yeah. So then we see Alexa getting warmed up. And Alexa has Lily. And also, oh my God, it's Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt picture behind her. So it's like, okay, Dark Lexi is coming. I was like, oh, okay. So then we get a Candace promo. And Candace is getting interviewed. And like, listen, last week, like, I took on Dakota. Next week, I'm going to take on EO. I'm going to get my revenge on damage control. I promise you. But in the background, if nobody's paying attention, Nikki Cross is targeting Candice LeRae. For once, I noticed that. <laughs> yes. And I so never noticed that shit. Dexter and Johnny come up and they show the money to Candice and Candice almost cursed. This is the thing with Candice. Candice in NXT this happened and in here this happened. Candice is an almost cursor. She said, like, what the fuck or something like that, right? Yes. She's an almost cursor. <laughs> so then we get Dominic versus 
Akira Tozawa, who's really way better for some reason because he went back to blonde. He's way better. It's on the hair. Yeah. In Judgment Day, beats the shit out of Tozawa, but the Street Profits show up to run off Judgment Day, so now I think the Street Profits are now going to be beefing with Judgment Day. Hmm. Yeah. That's kind of weird, but whatever. It's Listen, it's weird, but also it means Judgment Day won't be fighting a goddamn OC for the gazillionth time. True. True. Like, they're moving. Like, everybody's moving on. So, then we get Adam Pierce, and he's talking Bob Lash. He's like, listen, that was fucked up what you did to Pete Williams. But I'm not going to yell at you because you got a title match next week, but don't do it again. It's like, what the fuck? Like, the fuck? Like, I'm looking like, the fuck? Like, that's all you can say? It's like, don't do it again. Like, no other reprimanding? Like, nothing. The fuck? He sucks as a boss. Yes, he does. <laughs> so, then we get to the main event. It's Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss versus the milf Becky Lynch. And the winner will face Bailey next week and become number one contender for uh, Bianca's title. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I said this weeks ago on a podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be Alexa versus Bianca at Royal Rumble. So Alexa wins with the help of Dammit Control. Dammit Control beats this shit out of Becky. And it's like, okay, if you don't know what's happening because of wrestling steps, you will be lost. Because when Dammit Control beat the shit out of Becky, you're like, okay, Becky and Bailey are going to have their match because Becky is going to screw Bailey next week. And that's how Alexa wins. Got it. Yep. But yeah, it's like so simple. It's wrestling paint by numbers. Like, it's like, yeah. And, and the bad part is like, nothing about this is, is sad, unsettling, or angering because it's like we get a brand new match, Alexa versus Bianca for the world title. Boom. We get Becky versus Bailey, which is a non-title feud, which people have been asking for. Women's matches, non-title feuds. Like, it's gonna be perfect. Like, we get, like, we're getting everything we want in this whole entire thing. So, it's fucking hilarious. Like, I don't remember last, like, female feud without the title involved. Yeah, and the funny part is, like, it's a bunch of them being set up. It's Candace and Nikki. Mm-hmm. We got Becky and Bianca. Mm-hmm. It's like all of this stuff is just, like, falling into place. It's like, yeah, this is, like, this new regime is, like, actually doing some good stuff. So I'm, like, not angry. Not yeah. angry at all. I'm pleased. Yes. So then we get to the next show, which... I have a lot to talk about with this. So, yeah. So, let's get into AEW. This show. My God. My God. This show. Adios mio. Yes. And the first thing the first thing I want to say is you can go back to our very 
very, not even our very first podcast, but like our first couple of podcasts, and you will 100% say that I, I literally called this. I said, this thing is going to happen. I said, this thing is happening. This person, this thing is happening. This is something that you need to watch. And I remember one of our first listeners said, you're wrong. That's wrong. Everything about that is wrong. Well, the bitch first... now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we started off with the battle royal for the ring. And the funniest part about this battle royal was Renegade says, dude, I don't think Scripps is going to win this. And I was like, what? What, what do you mean? <laughs> It's like, yeah, I don't think Scripps is going to win this. I'm like, dude, Scripps is on the other show. He's like, no, he's right. What the fuck? Yeah, fucking Serpentico was out there. I was like, oh, shit. They have, that like, is... similar colors on. They have they have similar everything. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. So this match is going on. And, like, some things in this match, like, one thing in this match, the fucking... I... I lost it in this match because fucking Jungle Boy was in this match. He gets thrown out. And he gets fucking choke slammed on the back of his neck by fucking Big Morrissey. What the fuck? It's Morrissey. It's Morrissey. That's all I'm going to say. That shit did not look okay. Not at all. So Skip Sabian and Orange Cassidy were beefing setting up something for them down the road and Dustin Rhodes looked like he was going to win he got screwed Matt Hardy and Eagle Ethan Page was beefing we had Dalton Castle and Big Brian Cage fighting each other that was kind of the setup the the six man title match for Ring of Honor which like if nobody paid attention nobody gave a fuck but we'll get to that later (laughs) so it comes down to Eagle, Ethan Page, and Ricky starts. And Ricky wins. Ricky wins, and Ricky's standing in the ring. He's in his surrogate hometown, which is Austin, Texas. He's from New Orleans, but he's an Austin, Texas boy. He brought his mama house and he came to Austin, Texas. So yeah, he's part of he's in Austin, Texas. So then MJF comes down and MJF cuts this promo. And MJF talks about fucking Ricky Starks needs to go back to NWA on YouTube. And he's a chip off the rock. He's going to call him Pebble. And Renegade goes, Ava Rain is an NXT. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And the funniest part is like a lot of people won't get that joke because a lot of people weren't born when that reference was made. That's the funniest part. Like, a lot of people would just be like, yeah, like, I don't get why you call her the pebble. Like, there is a reference. There's literally a thing where Rock had her, and the first thing he said was, since she's a chip off the rock, I'm going to call her pebble. Yep. And, like, that is a thing. Like, we remember that because it happened, and we're like, oh, that was a thing. So, yeah. That's not who he is. So... He also mentioned Billy Corgan, which popped me, though. Yes. He's cutting this fucking hell of a promo. He's getting deep into this guy. 
So Ricky grabs the mic and Ricky just goes the fuck off on him. And like everybody that never heard Ricky cut Ricky Starks promo. Yes, Ricky Starks is like a young rock. And like this is one of the times where everybody saw it. Like people had saw flashes of it like months ago when he was in like when he had did something to AEW and I'm like yes we've been told you like even sinners on the podcast like we told you this he's a young rock he's just getting into his spot like he's he's going to be there and he ripped into MJF like he talked about MJF brown nosing how he left the fans high and dry how he's a piece of shit he went in on fucking MJF he fucking he tore his ass up he destroyed him <laughs> yes and it was so funny how many people who never like paid attention to Ricky Starks like spitting they literally was like oh my god I didn't know he was just good on the mic and like he gained so many new people and it's like and I'm just sitting there like yeah no I fucking told you that I fucking told you that like this is not new to us so, no, but like I seen it too back when you said it, but mm-hmm. this one he shined more than ever in this promo. In my opinion, yes, because this this was the one where he went full on Ricky starts in like Super Saiyan mode. He just lost it. Yeah, he just fucking lost. It. Like this was one of the promos. Like you're gonna look back at this years later and a defining moment for certain people's career. This is Ricky Starks' defining moment. Yes, this yes. is it. Like this is it. Like he talks his ass off, and this is this is it. This is the moment where everybody stood up and was like, "I care about this match. When is this match next week?" Okay, that's way too fast, but we care about this match. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those things that's gonna be on a DVD. Yes, like this is the birth of a superstar. Yeah, and I am just like so like I'm just so excited for this. So. After that, Max can't even say anything. That's how you know you got your ass beat lyrically when you can't say nothing. You just kick somebody in the dick. Which he literally did. (laughs) Yes. He kicked Ricky in the dick, but Ricky bounced back and speared the living shit out of him. And Ricky, yes, Ricky held up the belt and it's like, yeah, we want that. We know we're not getting it because MJF is going to face Brian Danielson. But yeah, like we want that. That's uh, a thing. Um, I'm going to correct you one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants that because I don't want that. What I mean by I don't want that, mm-hmm. I will fucking belt. Give him the okay. original. <laughs> They're going to give him the original after he wins. What if they let him keep that? Hypothetically, because like I agree with you, he's not winning it. If he mm-hmm. were to win it and he keeps that belt, no. <laughs> yes. So then we get John Moxley on his birthday. He's cutting a promo on Hangman. He's like, Hangman, I give you credit for at least you didn't come out there and talk. You came out there to fight. He was like, he's like, I don't know why you really think that you could beat me, but whatever. He's like, I'm here tonight. So he's like, you know what? I'm going out there later to help out my BBC brothers. And like, if you want to see me, you come out there and see me. He's like, okay. And like, at that point, I'm like, oh, Hangman's going to come out tonight and just beat up John Moxley. 
No. So this is the point where everybody grabbed their lube and put on their fucking BDSM masses, like pulled their tights up really hard because this was death masturbation. <laughs> Holy fuck. Like, I know I joke about it, but this was literally it. Like, fucking Samoa Joe, like, got put out of the ring. And Darby went for one of those Darby-ass jumping spots. And Joe moved. Darby went head-fucked first on concrete. And literally, they were like, do we need to stop this match? Darby's like, no, get going. Joe kept fucking him up. Joe beat the shit out of him some more. Power slammed him on the concrete. I don't mean just like fake concrete. He went up the mat. Power slammed him on concrete. Once again, they're like, Darby, do you want to stop this match? No! Joe starts beating the shit up. At one point, Joe throws him in between the ropes. He hits the post, does a three fucking helicopter spin in midair, hits the fucking table. Security in the doctor's run over to him was like, Darby, I think you should save your life. No! And Darby just kept going. Darby comes back, gets this little ass flurry, and Joe just chokes him out to death. And I mean to death. Like, he's not moving at all. Joe just chokes him. And Darby just, it's over. So Joe's like, oh, you you really wanted to die, huh? Joe puts down Darby's skateboard and muscle busts Darby on his skateboard. Not the regular way, the wheels up way. That had to hurt like a bitch. I don't care how tough you are. You, you have to cry after that. Yes, Darby loved every minute of this. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe he was in this match. I can. This man's insane. Yes. So then... Wardlow comes down and he runs off Samoa Joe and it's like okay well yeah that's that's a thing so we have <laughs> we have the backstage promo and it's like once again it, it's one of those fucking things it's Orange Cassidy and Kim Sadie the fucking promo I lie to you not the promo starts off with alright you get a title shot and Kim Sadie goes wait no I'm hurt He's like, okay, so you don't want a title shot. He's like, y- yes, I do. He's like, well, then you have got a title shot. He's like, well, since I can't wrestle, then I can pick somebody. He's like, all right, I don't care. You can pick somebody to get a title shot. And it was like, what just happened? Like, this is going to be like an ongoing joke with him. Like, I pray after he loses his title, he wins the world title. And it's going to be even funnier. Dude, Orange Cassidy is just, like, so fucking wild with this. And, like, he just literally, like, it opens up. He gives Kim Sabian the title shot. And it's like, what? Like, he's been doing this, and it's just so random, and I love it. This is, like, one of the things, like, a normal person would be like, this makes no sense. To me, I'm like, I fucking love this. This is great. Question, because, like, I don't remember it, and, like, you might have just said it, but, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this gonna be on next week's dynamite or is this? No, gonna this be on is Rampage? on Rampage. This is on Rampage. I'm just about I can tell that. you Rampage exactly is gonna be who, awesome. <laughs> I can tell you exactly who the person is. Okay. If you would like spoilers. And this person it actually fucked me up because this person is 
Trent Seven. What? <laughs> yeah, it's Trent Seven. Trent Seven is the guy Kid Fabian called out. Like that, Trent Seven that, is the guy. That's left field as a motherfucker. <laughs> like I would say that, but also the fact that Kip Sabian is also British, that's why that makes sense. No, yeah, but like I didn't know they knew each other. <laughs> I guess all British people know each other for some reason. So, <laughs> so then we get BBC versus the Jericho Jerkoff Society. And I agree with Moxie on one thing that after Final Battle, we never see BBC versus Jericho Jerkoff Society ever again. Please no more. Like, this is just so insane. Like, they've been battling for like two years. Please stop. Actually, one more mm-hmm. match, right? After that, mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. versus team. After that, the losing team disbands. That way it could be permanently over because you keep these teams together, eventually it's going to happen again. Okay. So then after BBC wins, Tony Schiavone comes out and was like, yo, listen, I got to tell you, son. What do you got to tell us, Tony? Listen, um, Regal taped something for you a few weeks back. He's like, what? What do you mean he taped something for us a few weeks back? Yeah, he taped something for you a few weeks back. So, Regal cuts this promo. I swear to God, like, somebody likened it to Steve on Blue's Clues leaving. And I agree. It's <laughs> one of those things where somebody is literally saying something about how much you've grown, but telling you, I have to go. It's like, it's like your dead dad telling you how much they love you and respect the way that you've grown after they die. And it's like, bro, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I felt that because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is like, you're leaving, but you didn't have to do this. Like, he cuts this nice promo about, he says the reason he gave MJF the title was because he wanted MJF to grow up and take that dumbass responsibility of being champion instead of just being some kid that just does nothing. Now he has to be responsible and be a champion. So he has to grow the fuck up. He says he knows that Moxie and the rest of the crew can raise young Wheeler Yuta up to be a big man. And you guys don't need me anymore. And I'm gone. And it's like, what what, what the fuck? That's how you're just going to leave? He also kind of said that the reason he gave him the title was kind of kind of like screw him because like he was the one going for the title. Now everyone's after him. So like fuck you. Yeah, like I said, you like got, he has a responsibility. Like, yeah. You got you got what you wanted. Fuck you now. Yeah, and then fucking Moxley goes, yo. He's like, yo, the BBC is there forever. And then he just leaves, and he's like just no folded. I was like, oh okay, well I guess he's no selling it. So that was so weird, and I know people are like, oh, what's up with the Regal situation? So here's the thing. So. Tony Khan's mom had a heart attack. And I know you're like, what the fuck? Huh? Yeah, Tony, Tony Khan's mom had a heart attack. So, this was between All Out and somewhere between Full Gear. All Out and Full Gear, like, between that whole time. His mom had a heart attack. So, they were trying to take care of the mom and stuff. And she was in the hospital, and he gets a phone call from one of the execs. And was like, yo, Regal doesn't want his his next year option and he goes okay cool 
He's like, well, when I'm done with this, I'll think about it. So the mom was recovering again. Then the mom had a second heart attack. And she was in the Mayo Clinic. And for some reason, he got a phone call from Regal. And they had a 90-minute talk. And Regal was talking to him about leaving. Regal said, I really want to go back to WWE because my son's there. And I want to train my son. And I want him to be a better man. And I want him to get the training by me and have me in his life. And he said, Regal said to him, was like, you're going through the situation with your mom and you understand how family is. So do me the honors of letting me go with my family. And he said, you know what, Regal? I have to move some stuff around, but I'll let you go. So at the end of this year, you're gone. We won't pick up your next option, but you can't be on WWE TV for a year. And it's like, okay, cool. And it's like, all right, well, that's a thing. So he lets him, he says he's letting him go, but he's going to finish out the rest of his storyline. And at the end of the year, Regal is free. And then he said, yeah, I did that. And then he got mad at Triple H for tweeting out the War Games thing because he's like, I felt like that was a sign of disrespect because you were throwing a shot because you know that he's coming back to you but you were like kind of rubbing it in our face and like like we still we said on the podcast was like he's basically saying that Regal is there and like yeah but like a normal person like a normal human just like a normal fucking wrestling fan sees that and it's like oh he's just saying war games because they're promoting war games and it's like okay but like Tony and other people saw it as a shot of disrespect to AEW and it's like I mean you, you could take it either way basically yeah so like I'm like, like I said I'm not I'm not mad but like you know it is what it is but yeah Regal is gone from AEW it's official he's gone gone so like this is like his swan song, right? Like yes. officially done. done. Yes. Okay. Yes, he is gone. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, so like that is a thing. So then we have like Malachi Black in the House of Black, and they're just saying stuff, and it's like okay. I, I don't I don't know what they're saying. Like they didn't say anything. They said like, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like they was like talking about a judge, jury, executioner, some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So then we but. moved on to like other stuff, and I'm like, okay, like, all right. Then we get Jamie Hader. She has a sit down interview, and she's talking about the title. And she's talking about the title, and she says, you know what? There's a there's a match on Friday Night Rampage. Whoever wins that match. I'll take them on as a challenger. It's like, damn, she's a fighting champion. Like, okay. All right, Jamie. Like, yeah. 
I appreciate that. Yeah, it it, it is. And I, you know what's really funny? And like, I don't know why. There uh-huh. was a lot of people that heard Jamie's voice and was like, I didn't know she was British. I was like, the fuck? Like, where were you? <laughs> like, it was a lot of people that said that was like, I didn't know she was British. It escapes me sometimes, though. Like, sometimes, like, sometimes he doesn't have the accent if you listen closely to her speak, like, a lot. It did, but she has one of those accents that I'm not telling myself. I'm going to move on. So, <laughs> we have Jade Cargill and the baddies versus Kira Hogan, Sky Blue, and Madison Rain. The worsties. Okay, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so Jade gets the win and everything is over but like I don't know how many people have been paying attention to this Kira Hogan thing I mean not Kira Hogan thing but Red Velvet thing Red Velvet looks like she's pissed at Jade like every time something happens she looks like she's pissed at Jade and I'm like what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah, so she's, then she's gonna turn on her too Yes. So then we get a Soraya promo. And we get a Soraya promo and Britt Baker interrupts her. And she says, January something, we're going to be fighting at one of these places. And you know what? Me and you again. And Paige was like, I mean, not Paige. Soraya was like, okay. And she's like, no, no, no. But it's going to be a tag team match. Jamie Hayter's usually with me, but she's not with me right now. But she's going to be with me. So it's going to be me and her versus you and a mystery partner. Actually, her exact words was even funnier than what you said. Like, she's always with me. She's not with me right now, but she's always with me. (laughs) And so, Soraya goes, oh, I need a partner. Tony, you want to do? And Britt just grabs Tony with like, not Tony. Come with me. It's like, the fuck? (laughs) How so interesting weird. would that be with Tony Schiavone in that match? It would be very interesting. So, that immediately started speculation on who could be Soraya's partner. Ooh. So, the who indeed, because it went to a very, very interesting name, and it was like, Hmm. And the funny part was like it was random people that like went to this name because this is like the second time this name has been mentioned and it's like oh it's this person and it was like why would this person show up on a random dynamite and it's like hmm. like and it's it was weird it was weird so it's like oh okay well that's a thing so that person in particular like I have so much to say about that situation and everything surrounding that situation and that person because I okay I'm trying to come to a grips with something like somebody all right somebody tweeted out something like, I'm gonna go on a rant so like if you want to skip this you skip a okay, case like 10 15 minutes I'll be done but <laughs> no matter what so Somebody tweeted something, and this was like a couple weeks back, or like probably a week back, in anime. And it was like, you need to come to terms with gatekeeping stuff. And I was like, you know what? 
I feel that maybe I need to come to terms with gatekeeping stuff because sometimes I gatekeep too much stuff. I'm like, yo, I don't think you guys should like this because I've been here from the beginning. And it's like, no, people can come in and enjoy stuff and do stuff. And then, like, I watched the interview with a disgraced artist. A disgraced artist. A, a very disgraced artist. And I watched this person fall from grace. And I'm like, oh, this is very bad. Like, this is very, very bad. And you know how people separate the art from the artist? And that's a thing. But there are also people who just bottled the artist. And not, not even contrived in liking the art. Not so much the art forms around. They are just obsessed with the artist. And that brings me to my gatekeeping thing. It's like, I'm, I may be gatekeeping, but I don't want people around that are just obsessed with the artist instead of the art. And that actually bothers me. And I know you people don't bother just turn on me heavily and I don't care. Like, I have so many friends that are obsessed with art, the artist, instead of the art. They're obsessed with just the artist. Just the artist. Like, the artist that paints the picture and makes the music. They're obsessed with the artist instead of the art. And when the art is being drawn all around them by different artists, they go, it's not even art. What is, what is that? I like I'll never watch that. That's a beautiful painting, but I will never watch that painting. Oh God. When the artist does it, it's like masterpiece, minifique, and it's only about the artist. And when the artist is drawn, it's like art is being made. And it's like no art is always being made. You just subjectively like to call it art when the artist is making it because you are obsessed with the artist. And it, it's becoming a thing. And these people, I know these people. These people are my friends. I talk to these people a lot. Like, I DM these These are my friends. But they're obsessed with the artist. And I don't... And to me, I know this is gatekeeping, but also this is me being a realist. Like, if you don't like the art being painted by other artists, you can't just be obsessed with one artist. And that brings me to... The artist, the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks or currently known as Sasha Banks or Mercedes Vernado. Okay. The artist who's everybody's obsessed with. So it was put out there today that she's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. I, I feel like, first off, I feel like this is a complete missed opportunity by all parties involved. I feel like this was a complete opportunity because I watched the match, watched the match that Kari Sane or Kari Hojo won the IWGP women's title and then Tom Nakano came out and said, yo, I want to challenge for the title. I literally in my mind was sitting there waiting for Mercedes to show up and say, yo, me and you, Wrestle Kingdom, Tokyo Dome. I was waiting for that. I was sitting there waiting for that because I knew that, that that was a possibility that happened. And it didn't happen. So now with her going to Wrestle Kingdom, and I put in air quotes because it said, she's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. 
Now, no one knows if this means she's going to actually make an appearance on screen or she's just going to watch Russell Kingdom. I, I, I don't know. I think she's just going to watch it. I mean, she might be going to she might be going to challenge Kari after her match against Tom Nakano. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, but like I said, there's a lot of people who are just going to watch the artist. And like somebody was like, I never watched this show, but I'm only watching for her. And I'm like, part of me is like, ooh, that makes sense because like we can get more fans to watch New Japan and start them. Yes, come on, watch. But a lot of people are only here for the artists. And I am not okay with that. I'm sorry. No, I agree with you. And that artist is one of the rumored people to be teaming up with Paige or Soraya. So, like, to me, I have no idea where any of this lands because she said... January, I'll be able to wrestle somewhere. Fine. Have no idea where she's going to land. So, everything is up in the air. Like, WWE side says nothing. AEW side is saying, yo, we would love for her to, like, be over here and be an anchor in the women's division. And it's like, I mean, it's... (sighs) Words, I'll just go with that. And I don't think that she should, like, if she does anything, like, I would prefer her to to do Stardom. Stardom, great. Yes. AEW, eh. WWE, I mean, it's, it's WWE, so, and it it is. It is what it is. Like, I don't know where she's going to wind up not, not even going to complain. Whatever happens, happens. But I'm, like... I'm literally going to, like, I'm not, I'm not very happy with the crew. I haven't been happy with the crew in a long time, and I'm not happy with the crew now. And I, I'm not happy with the crew. So, back to Rampage. We have the main event, which was a fucking excellent main event. It was the Acclaim versus FTR. Great match great match and during the match we saw that fucking Lethal Jarrett was there and I was like uh, they want a shot at the tag titles are they actually and called Lethal Jarrett or did you just say that <laughs> I just said that so fucking FTR loses to the Acclaim in a fucking flash pin the Acclaim get the win and I was like what the fuck didn't see that coming. A clean? What the fuck? Yeah, clean. And then they get challenged by the ass boys. No, the ass boys don't challenge them. The ass boys literally say, yo, at final battle, the Briscoes want to fight y'all in the double dog collar match. What the fuck happened? What did y'all gotta do with it? (laughs) Exactly. So, double dog collar match at Final battle, Briscoes versus FTR. Who do you think is going to win? FTR. I'm thinking that too, but like, it's a chance that the Briscoes could win because there could be a TV deal after this. Okay. 
So who do you think will win between Dalton Castle and the boys and the embassy? Embassy. Who do you think is going to win between Swerving Your Glory versus Shane Taylor Promotions? Uh, Shane Taylor Promotions, I think Swerve is going to turn on Keith. I hope so. I hope so. Samoa Joe, Juice Robinson, who you got? Joe, it's going to kill him. Yeah, I think so. Mercedes versus Athena. Who do you have? Mercedes. That's what I have too. Garcia versus Yuta. Who you got? Yuta. Yeah. And Claudio versus Jericho. If Claudio loses, he becomes part of the jerk-off society. Who do you think he's going to win? Jericho, just to laugh. Just to laugh. Because yeah, it's going to be fucking think, funny. Yeah, I think that's going to happen, too. So, that's the end of the show. Any last words? No. Enjoy the pay-per-views. Because there's two of them. Yes, and we will be recording after the pay-per-views. Yay.